Like I said, the last few weeks I've been talking to you about choices. And I found that choices really, really are a part of the Christian life. All life is made up of choices. Where you are today is, is, is typically the result of choices that you've made some time ago. And where you will be in the next, uh, you might say either, I'm not, I'm not just talking about physically and geographically, but where you will be, and sometimes it's emotionally, spiritually, um, uh, in, in terms of relationships, everything. Where you will be in a year from now is probably based upon the decisions that you're making right now. Okay? I mean, I think most of us get that. We understand that. And uh, what I would like to do is empower you to, to, to be able to, you might say, create the future that, that you want. Okay? To cre- uh, create the future, whether it's spiritual, whether it's relational, uh, all the things that are either good or bad you know, in life, I mean, are, are, are oftentimes the result of the decisions that we make. Okay? Where do you want to be in a year from now? Where do you want to be tomorrow? Uh, where do you want your spiritual life? Obviously, as pastor, I'm real interested in your spiritual life. Okay? And I want you, and, and, and most, of the, most of the things that I do on a Sunday morning, when I stand before you, and, and, I, and I look at the scripture, there will always be a, a so what, kind of at the end of the service. I mean, that, that's kind of in your face, isn't it? So what? In other words... Most everything that I'll present to you will have an implication of what should I do with this, okay? If God says this, then what does that mean to me? Is there a decision I need to make? And I'll tell you right now, uh, you're, you're so used to hearing the gospel, whether it's on, on, on every channel, whether it's, on, uh, whether it's on, on the radio, whether it's on TV, or, or, or so used to, 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 to going to church. Often, many of us have, and we're Americans. Most everybody here is American. We might have some Canadians here. I don't know. Most of us are, I'll do what I want to do. And, and, refuse, and accept, uh, refuse to accept that there's an authority, there's an eternal authority that comes some, somehow through some of the th- it's not my authority, but comes through the things that I say because it's the word of God. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not. Okay? And we treat it as if, we treat the word of God and we treat these moments that we have together as if they're completely voluntary. And in some respects they are. Many respects they are, but it comes, uh, uh, saying no to God comes with, an impl- with, with, with impl- implications. Does that make sense to you? So we need to, in a sense, understand that God is present. God really is present. He's not a Roman Catholic God. He's not a Pentecostal God. He's not a Baptist God. He is God Almighty, and he's real. And his word to us if we will open our eyes and heart today, can make a difference. If we will acknowledge that he is, he really is, and, 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 the thing, and the choices that we make in relationship to the things that we hear about his word have eternal consequences, we can change, we can allow God to change our lives. 
Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 95. I want to talk, I, I was talking, I was thinking about choices. When I saw this, I remember one of the first passages I used was in Joshua, the 24th chapter. And it says where, where Joshua brings the people together and he's getting ready to check out. He's an old guy by now. And he's been through a whole lot of things with the people. He is, he is, he, God allowed him to bring them into the promised land. And, and, they, and they started the distribution of the farmland. Everybody got a piece. And, and they, had, they had vineyards that they didn't plant. They had, they had houses that they didn't build. It was like this, this huge, huge thing that God was giving to the people there. And even though they had seen the Red Sea divide... Even though they had seen miracles of provision of manna in the wilderness, even though they had seen, uh, if you just go back and read through that, you'll see where God is just taking care of them left and right and delivering them and giving them the things not only that they want, but also that they need. And it's, you know, God, in other words, God says, follow me, I will take care of things for you. They followed him, and in spite of seeing all of these things, they come down to this point where Joshua looks at them and says, Look, choose. You would have thought that they would have already decided to choose God a long time ago. But from the, from the context of the things that we read in this, in this account, what we find is that even though they had seen and kind of followed God through this and had seen the waters roll back and you know, their victories after victory after victory, they still held on to, you might say, false gods and things. Things that, that in a sense, infuriated God. And so we find Joshua say, choose today who you will serve. If it's the God of this, these lands, in other words, you know, and we could, we could kind of throw an overlay over there. What's the God of this, this land today? It's materialism. Yeah? It's sex. It's pleasure. You know? And, and the scripture is very clear. You can't, you can't, you can't serve Jehovah God, you can't serve Jesus and, and this, the God of this land. You can't do both. Yet we try. We try. We desperately try. And God says, you can't do it. Joshua says, why don't you choose? Why don't you choose? Why don't you choose? And this brings us to an interesting passage of Scripture. And I looked at this and I said, boy, and I started to go a certain way with it. And then God was beginning to just open up my eyes to the Scripture. And let's go with this, all right? Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountain are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry ground. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, 
Today, ladies and gentlemen, today if you today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at, as at Merizbah. As in the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they had though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation and said that they are a people who err in their heart, and they do not know my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger, truly they shall not enter into my rest. Kind of an interesting passage. I, I was focusing on the thing. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. But then I saw this, this worship thing that was in the beginning here. And, 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 I, and I started considering the passage and saying, what in the world does, why are these things together? Is it just like two, two pericopes that are just kind of smashed together in one? No, no, they're, they're related. And I began to, and, and the Holy Spirit began to, to give me things about the passage. And, and you look at this. Initially, what you see is simply a, a, an, an, an encouragement to worship. An encouragement to worship. And I, and I do this for you every, almost every Sunday. I encourage you to worship. The musicians are not up here, you know, doing, the, doing, the, doing their diva thing. They're not up here, you know, just, just you know, to, 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 we're great singers, you know. I mean, you know, and, and it's not about that. We take great care, quite frankly. We take great care that, that people, are, people have the right frame of mind and the right spirit when they stand up here and they worship, okay? And it's really important to you. Really, you know, let's look at what the passage says about worship. He says, sing for joy. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully with psalms. Later on down in verse 6, it says, Worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our, God, our maker. Now, if you want to talk about you know, the, some of the manifestations of worship, uh, you, you, can, you can find them in, throughout the psalms and other places. You know, okay, they lift their hands. A sign, of, a sign of surrender, right? We lift our hands in worship. That's in the scripture. Let us shout joyfully. Let us sing songs. Let us kneel. Let us bow down before the Lord our maker. These are physical manifestations of worship. Okay? okay? And some of us might say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't, think it's, I don't think it was ever meant to be like, well, you know, for a believer, someone who names Jesus, it was never meant to be optional. But yet we believe and we, we act as if that's okay. That we'll stand almost like bumps on a log. You know, it's like, what, squirrels on a log? In my, in my yard, it's groundhogs. <laughs> you know? Not realizing, not recognizing that it is he who has made us. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are his children. Now, now I, you know, I, I, I see these things as, well, let's worship, okay? I had a pastor years ago that said, you begin in the flesh and you finish in the spirit. I didn't know what in the world he meant by that. Okay, sometimes... And this is... And, when, when, and I'm not talking about... I'm not asking you to stand up and do jumping jacks, Okay? 
I'm not asking some of you. <laughs> I can't do that anyway. We're not, we're not looking for that. We're looking for someone who will step in at the very, at the very uh, most innocent and the most basic level and say, I will yield to God. I remember, and I've shared this before. I remember I walked into the back of a church, uh, a church like this, and I was 19 years old. I'd given my heart to the Lord, but I'd never been churched. I, you know, I walked in. I walked in, and the, we were late, and the music was already started, and the people were worshiping. Now, I, I only remember one song that, from that night. I don't remember, you know, it's, Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord. It seems like they sang it over and over and over again. And I, and I remember I looking around me, I, the guy I was with had been there before, and he drug me to the second row. I was sitting about here, here, second or third. And I'm looking around, and I didn't know anybody. I'd never been in an environment like this. But I, I, I sensed God. It's funny. No one had to tell me that was God. But I sensed his power, and I said, they, they look like they're having a good time. So I just jumped in, you know. I just jumped in. I mean, I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't have any any experience with this. Uh, I said, "Well, I'm here." You know, how many of us wouldn't would have no problems doing that uh, at a Buffalo Bills game if they were ahead? If they, I'll throw that, that caveat out there ahead. Okay, we're on our feet and we're we're shouting right. Even if we're at home, we share in that. We're standing in front of the sofa, jumping up and down, right? In church, oh, I'm too dignified for that. It is your flesh, and it needs to be conquered by the Holy Spirit. And will. It is your flesh. It's your flesh. It's your flesh. We'll stand and watch, and Dale Earnhardt's no longer with us. But vroom, 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 standing on our feet, cheering for something that means nothing. But the God of of all ages who has delivered you, has saved you, has filled you with the Holy Spirit. I won't. I won't. Again, I'm not asking you to do jumping jacks. The scripture says, let us bow before him. Let's kneel before the Lord our maker. He is God. He is God. He's not just one of the gods. He is God. He created me. He delivered me. He gave me joy in the morning. He has given innumerable, innumerable. And we see in Scripture, how do you worship? Well, you sing. How do you worship? You lift your hands and and sacrifice. How do you worship? You kneel down before him. How do you worship? You, 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 You thank him for his goodness. How do you worship? You shout joyfully. I mean, these are just, and you can, if you go to Psalm 150, it's all about instruments, you know? Let's, let's praise him with loud sound. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him within the, I can't remember all the words, but it's there in Psalm 150, and, and it's all these instruments, and they're worshiping God. They're, they're creating this. Now, I can take you to the, 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 the book of Kings, where, where they sent the choir out in front of the, front of the soldiers, and God, and God was so moved by the worship that was taking place. They didn't even have to fight. The battle didn't even have to go on. 
Folks, I want you to know, when, when we begin to do the things that God wants us to do, there is a move that takes place in God's heart and his hands begin to, 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 to go in all directions in the right way. And so, as your pastor, and, and look at this. I look at this passage. This, this passage of scripture and it's connected with this other thing that's there. it's all this worship all this about God and stuff and then he says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as, in the, as at the day of provocation some passages say, when your fathers tested me and they tried me, though they had seen my work. There's a couple things, I think, that are, that are about this. And I've already read it, so I won't read it again. That worship is communal. It's individual, but it's communal. And sometimes I don't feel like worshiping. So you start in the flesh. Not because I feel like it, but because he deserves it. I'm serious, folks. I mean, this is, this is, this is just truth. This is truth. And somewhere we need to make a choice to do what we know God, is, what God wants us to do. Not what we feel like. There are times when I don't feel like worshiping. Anybody with me on that? Okay, yeah. I don't feel like, you know, especially if I'm in a strange place. I, look, I wonder if they allow raising of hands here. Okay? Yeah? You, you get me here? There are times when I don't feel like being faithful. I don't feel like, like doing the things, but God says do it. We need to make a choice. Didn't I say that the choices that we make, and God enables us to do that, will determine where we are tomorrow and the next day and the next day, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical. You decide to go to school, you know? I mean, this plays out in everything. You decide to go to school, and you keep going to school, you get a degree. You get the right degree, you get a good job, okay? I mean, this is not a hard concept. This is not a hard concept to to grasp. We decide uh, to plant in May. We get zucchini in June. That stuff proliferates, man. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kidding a little bit here, but the, the concept is not hard. It's universal. And I'm, 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 I, as your pastor, I'm saying, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to his word. Not what you feel like. You're going to feel differently every day. As you get older, you're going to feel differently. Okay? Okay, you got it. You understand, all right? Worship's not only individual, it's communal. There's, when we get together, there is a move of God. When you lift your hands and you begin to shout out to him and to worship him. Now, understand, it begins in the flesh, but I want you to know eventually, somewhere, somewhere down the line, it has to connect here. It has to connect here. Amen. Does that make sense? And things begin to happen when it connects here, when it connects in your heart and your spirit. Worship. Worship prepares you. Now, this is, this is where the connection of the worship and the rest of this passage says, do not harden your hearts as in the day of provocation. 
when your fathers tested me, though they had seen my works? Can I tell you that when you worship, it prepares your heart for obedience? Think about what I just said. When you worship, when you worship God with your, with your whole mind, your whole body, your, when, you, when you submit yourself on that very, very, very minor level, you might say in a church service, and you begin to, it prepares you to, to be obedient in other things. Okay? I think that's why this is connected in, in the passage. He, he says, worship, 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 worship. God deserves it, and do not harden your hearts, as in the day of provocation. And what does it mean to harden your heart? You hear the truth, and you say no. We used to, to talk about, uh, sometimes in, in, a, in a worship service like this, the Holy Spirit's moving, speaking to people's hearts. Now we're, we're asking, have you ever given your heart to Christ? And, and, you, and if, you, if, you, if, if, if your spirit had a voice, it'd say, no, I've never given my life to Jesus. I'm a religious person, but I've never given my life to him. I'm here, but I'm only in a little bit, okay? Only a little bit. Give my heart to God. God says, come to me. Come to me. Here we are. We, we harden ourselves when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we know it's right and we knuckle under or we knuckle, we knuckle down on that pew. What I mean by that is that we, pastor's got people standing, okay? At the end of the service, the pastor will say, has anyone, is there anyone who hasn't given their heart to Christ? Would you like to? And the Holy Spirit is, has rung your bell, rung your bell, rung your bell. There was something that touched your heart in the service. And you're, but you've been here before, so you know that if, if, if I just hold out right here, I know what's going to happen. He's going to wait just a little while, and then he's going to let us all go. He's going to let us all go. And, and we're kind of holding on because God's speaking, and I'm, not, and I'm not willing to go forward because I'm either embarrassed or I don't, there's, you know, the, the, the implications of, of, the, of the life change are way too over the top for me. I've got friends, I've got relationships that I know that are wrong that God's going to put his hand on, and I, I don't want to harden not your heart. The scripture tells us today is the day of salvation. I can't tell you that he will speak to your heart again. I remember, and this is kind of a personal story. I, I, once I gave my heart to Christ as a young man, I went home witnessing to my mom, my dad, everybody was telling them about Jesus and what he had done for me. And, you know, and, and I remember my mother. Now, obviously, my mother had, had known Christ before in her life. Okay, And I remember talking to her. And she said to me, Billy, that's, people, they call me Billy. <laughs> and she says, I have to wait for him to speak to my heart. She knew. She knew. She was waiting for the move of the Holy Spirit to draw her. She knew that much. Yeah. And, it, and that happened on a, on, a, on a particular given night. And she went down and now that the altar gave her heart to Christ. Worship prepares you for, obe- prepares your, prepares you for obedience. Worship 
transforms your heart. Worship acknowledges the right place of God in your life, the lordship of God. Don't resist his word. Choose to worship him. Choose to love him. Don't resist him. There's a downside here. And he re, uh, the scripture refers to the time when Israel resisted him. And he took them for a walkabout that lasted 40 years. And many of the people who resisted him never had, another, never had another chance. I don't know how God is moving in your life today. I don't know what he has said to you in the past. I don't know, but I do know this, that he loves you. He loves you. And he sent his Holy Spirit to break through the hard heart, to be able to speak to you and to communicate his love for you and to draw you to him. You say, what does this have to do with choices? Today is the day of salvation. Choose today. Choose today. Stand with me. Music. Let's do in Christ alone. In Christ alone. Strive. Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks, this is the so what moment. This is the so what moment. And I'm not even going to ask anybody to come forward. What I am going to ask you is to be honest with God. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat to you what the Word of God said. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Don't knuckle, don't knuckle the pew. Don't hold off and say, you know, I know he's going to let us go here in a minute. God's speaking to you for a reason. Yeah? God loves you. God loves you. You may not, look, I don't understand everything about God and about the Word of God. I don't. I'll be the first to, one of the first to say that. But I do know this, and I know this with all of my heart, that he loves you. That, he, that whatever he wants to do in you, he does not intend to destroy you, but intends to give you life. I have come that you might have life, and life more abundantly. That's what he came for. So when he draws you to himself... When he says, come to me, and you, you sense that inter, internal, that, that pull, that pull, God is saying, come to me. Spend time with me. You might be, you might be standing there saying, God, I, I, I'm not aware of any sin or anything, Pastor. But if God's pulling you, go to him. Like I said, I'm not asking you to come down here, but you can if you want. Nothing wrong. With acknowledging, acknowledging the drawing force and the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not too old for God to speak to you. You're not too young for God to speak to you. Hopefully you're not too proud to respond to him.
Not too proud to respond to him. Not too afraid of your neighbors to respond to him. God does not want to destroy you. He wants to give you life. Wants to give you life. And I'm saying to you as your pastor, respond to him. Respond to him. Whether it's at this altar or where you're standing, respond to him and give him your your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. If there are other choices that have nothing to do with, 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 with salvation, it simply has to do with obedience, say yes to him today. <laughs> say yes to him today. It's really him. It's really him. He's speaking to your heart. It's really him. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. It's really him. Give it to us as we worship here at the end of our service. If God's speaking to your heart, I don't care what it is. If he's drawing you, and I've, and I've kind of identified that, that, that kind of like that uncomfortable feeling in your chest or that sense of God spoke to you during the sermon and says, boy, that was right. It hit you in a way that was, a, was uncomfortable. Respond to him. Respond to him. You know, it's between you and he. You and him. Okay. Let's worship. And this altar's open for any, for any who would come, who would have courage to say yes to him. As we end our service today, I want, you might say, one last word of encouragement to you. to choose to worship to choose to serve to choose to love it's all within reach of your hands and your heart when you do these things when you do these things God transforms your heart he'll transform your heart into a into a heart that is ready and open for obedience. Amen? Amen? Amen. God's blessing on you as you go. We have a Wednesday night service for prayer. I, I, I invite you to come and be a part of that, to enjoy, you might say, that fragrant time alone with God as we come around the altar and we pray in and out of there, that we, that we lift up God and we spend time with Him. Amen? God bless you as you go. Love one another. Hug somebody's neck. Tell them that God loves, you, loves them. Remind them of his, his faithfulness.